over to himself. And you got a bunch of neighbors that couldn't care less about church and the gospel. But you're here. I'm thankful you're here. And I'm praying for you. And I think our church is praying for the lost. Let me close with uh, the simple outline that Dean Birch, our missionary, gave us concerning witnessing the gospel. Four points. Tell your friends and your neighbors about God. Say, well, don't they know God? No, they don't know God. (laughs) They don't. Paul at Athens got all these idolaters. They got an idol of this God and that God and that God and that God. And they didn't want to miss out on any God, so they even made an idol to the unknown God. Well, we don't know. We don't want to miss anybody and offend them, so we'll make an idol to the unknown God. And Paul says, to that unknown God, that is the one that I'm going to declare to you. And he preached Christ to them. So we start with God. Do people know God? No, they don't know God. They have an image of God in their mind, which is an idol. They don't know the God of the Bible. You start there. Secondly, you talk about man and his relationship to that God. Well, what's his relationship? Well, we're rebels. We talked about that a lot in the adult class this morning. You should be out in the adult class as we work through the theology of all of this. We're like Abigail's husband, Nabal. His Hebrew name means fool. And the fool has said in his heart, there's no God. I don't have to answer to anybody outside of myself. I'm God. I'm my own God. And we even have people saying in our day, well, my God would never, what? Send anyone to hell. Well, your God wouldn't, but the God of the Bible will. And it's that God that you're going to have to meet someday. So we talk about man. Thirdly, we talk about Christ, the Redeemer, why he came. What has he done for sinners? How is he going to help my rebel heart? What's the cross all about? And then lastly, we talk to our friends and neighbors about what's your response? How have you reacted to Jesus' loving sacrifice. Spurning him, having nothing to do with him, well, then you'll perish in your sins. And we tell him the scriptures that say that. And we quote the words of Jesus' own mouth that says that so that they learn the Jesus of the Bible, not the Jesus of their imagination, which is an idol. Simple. Talk about God. Talk about man. Talk about Christ. And number four, talk about your relationship to Christ. I like what Dean said. He says you can do this in five minutes, talking to somebody next to you in the plane. Or you can take 15 minutes if they're really listening and want to ask questions. You can take a half hour or more. I try once a week to go to my neighbors next door and talk to them 
about Christ. He lost his wife like I lost my wife. He has no hope. I do. By the way, Donna and I led his wife to the Lord. She soaked it in when we would go and visit. Not him. He's trusting in his religion. But I still go. He needs to know the God of the Bible, men that's described in the way in the Bible, the Savior of men, and he has need to make a response to that Christ. May we be witnesses for the Lord because we do have <laughs> unsaved relatives and friends and neighbors that need to know Christ. Our Father, thank you for your word. How precious. Give us a boldness to speak for you. This little outline that uh, Dean gave us is very helpful. We can all do this. We don't have to be great theologians. We don't have to know how to quote this verse or that verse. It'd be nice to have one or two verses for each of these points. But we can explain what we know from the scriptures. Help us to be about winning the loss. We see so many families, even Christian families, that have unsaved children. What are we doing about them? Where are they on Sunday? Are they in church? Have we encouraged them to be where the gospel is being preached? Maybe we have an unsaved spouse. It's the same situation. Now that's more difficult because the spouse can tell us, go take a hike. Well, we can pray about that. And we can find and look for ways to, to encourage them to think about spiritual things. Poor David, he had so many wives, couldn't possibly speak to them all in time. And even if he did, they were pagans to the core. They loved their idols, and he did stupid things like building them shrines for their idols. What kind of a mixed message did that say to them? I wonder, Lord, how many mixed messages we sometimes give. Please forgive us. Help us to be more bold. Do we really believe that Jesus alone is the only way, the truth and the life, and that no man comes unto the Father except through him? Then help us not to give mixed messages. Help us not to condone their indolence. Help us to be bold with the truth of the gospel. Courteous, kind, not snarly, but truthful nonetheless. We're asking you to save our lost relatives and friends. And please, Lord, use us 
Give us the privilege of being the voice. We ask this for your glory and our good. Amen. Amen. Our closing hymn is from Trinity. That's the red hymnal, number 479. 479. We'll stand as we sing. This song has been used at a lot of evangelistic services. Uh, Billy Graham Crusades, for example. Hyman Appleman that came in our neighborhood in Pennsylvania when I was a teenager. For that reason, grace people go, ooh, 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 we're going to use that. There's wonderful truth here. We're inviting people to come to Christ. That should never be a matter of discouragement on our part. So number 479 in the red hymn.
ask the unsaved, aren't you weary of fighting God all the time? Kicking against the goad, Paul says. Christ comes to us with his salvation. And we keep saying, no, not today, uh, tomorrow, maybe next week, next year. I don't have time for that religious stuff now. I will repent someday. Oh, you will, huh? Do you know that repentance is the gift of God? It's not of your doing. You need God to grant repentance. You need God to grant faith. That could be your prayer. That's a great prayer. Lord, give me faith. Grant me repentance. And he'll do it. As this hymn says, he's calling you. Come home. Come home. What's holding you back? Tonight we're going to look at the subject in John 15 where Jesus says this, If the world hates you, keep in mind. If the world hates you, keep in mind. It hated me before it hated you. We're going to examine that hatred for what? For just being. Not for anything you've done, but just for being a believer in Christ. We are dismissed.